and welcome to a toast to rom-com. I think I'm going to title this Penguins Edition because you might hear my husband shouting at the TV. Oh, I heard like a Geralt of Ribia, like, fuck. And I was like, what is going on over there? That makes sense. I think they missed a shot. Okay. (laughs) Yes. So we got the Fubo back so we could watch Penn's games. The Fuba? Fubo. Not a sponsor. It's okay. streaming cable. So you don't have to pay. I think like for, I don't want to call basic cable. It's not like the premium channels, but it's like all the, like TBS and all the good channels mm. and Pittsburgh sports. It's $70 a month. So. You can tell yeah. how excited I am about that. I can tell that big yawn. <laughs> You're like, you'll get my cable when you pry it out of my cold, dead hands. (laughs) So, continuing with team rom-coms today. Bad movie edition. Bad movie edition. I, it was, it was a lot. There's a lot to unpack in this movie. I think the category that I have the most in is cringe. Yeah, there's, again, like, so we're talking today, oh, by the way, I'm Marie. I'm Allison. Yeah, today we're talking about Love Don't Cost a Thing with Christina Milan and Nick Cannon. Thanks for stealing my thunder. I didn't say everybody. Well, I'll just do it now. Okay, (laughs) do it. Sorry, sorry I rushed you. Oh, it's okay. Um, Love Don't Cost a Thing, 2003, directed by Troy Beyer, written by, okay, so they credit Michael Swerd, Swerdlick, um, who wrote Can't Buy Me Love, and Troy Beyer, um, so Troy Beyer directed and wrote. So other stars include Steve Harvey. And Keenan Thompson. Listen to this enthusiasm, people. <laughs> you can tell she's like ready to go with this movie. Uh, JB Gooman Jr. And that's all I could really. Oh, here we go. Kevin Christie. So I just wanted to give credits. Oh, fuck. That, that was Cal Penn, not JB Gooman Jr. I don't know who JB is. <laughs> This was the best intro yet. Um, who was the mom? Can you find her? Van- like, is she- Vanessa Bell Calloway. Okay. But, man, Steve Harvey in this movie. Yeah. There's a lot to talk about. <laughs> Just wanted to reiterate that. So... Before we get into it, which we already started to, I just wanted to do a couple updates. I did not go to the hospital for salmonella poisoning okay? <laughs> yeah. from my from my bad egg drink. I was, I, <laughs> listeners, I went to Marie's house yesterday and I opened her fridge and the eggs in question were still in her fridge. And I asked incredulously, are those the eggs that you use to make the drink? Yes. Like there was nothing wrong with them. 
I put them in the garbage today. Good for you. So I'll throw it in the bag. Uh, soon to follow will be the hard-boiled eggs from Easter that are still in the fridge. Oh, my God. Like, so here's my thing. I keep them in the fridge so they don't stink. Okay. So, like, I try to put them out before garbage day, but I obviously didn't do that since garbage day was yesterday. So they're just going to stink. I... I understand that, actually. That makes a lot of sense. So I was also reading up, because we talked about, like, why is it safe to eat them and drinks, and I was looking up some egg tips and, like, why that is, and it's not. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I was reading an article by the Spruce Eats, and they're like, nope, it's not 100% safe, but we're not aware of anyone who's ever gotten salmonella poisoning from a cocktail. And they said um, they gave, like, some handling tips on um, how to make be safe with it. And, like, some of it's common sense. I say that having (laughs) four-month-old eggs in my fridge. I mean, like, I feel like it would be okay to maybe, like, cook with those. But eating them raw god damn it minerva she has knocked every single pen that i had laid out for this on the ground no clicking for you i need to cross off my conversation topics (laughs) you're an asshole why'd you run up here get down but the best tip i got here was Number five, and it was, if you have a question about whether eggs are past due, give them the water test. For drinks, only use eggs that sink to the bottom because they're the freshest. If the egg floats, discard it as it is no longer edible. So you want sinkers, not floaters. I've seen that tip before. What website did you go to? Did the, you The Spruce Eats. Okay. And then it also said, if you're worried about it, just don't drink them. <laughs> Long story short, you might just not want them. I guess that was my only update that I had. That's really good to know. I have heard about the sink or float thing because there's been some times whenever I've made hard boiled eggs and like some of them, because it say you want to have like at least a a couple inches above the eggs whenever you do hard boiled eggs. And um, there's been times when like half of them float. (laughs) Okay. Do you then throw them out? No. Okay. Still standing. (laughs) Still, I probably got diarrhea from it. Maybe that was one of the days where I was like, I can't stop pooping today. (laughs) You're like, what the fuck's going on? Oh, I ate rotten eggs. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot. Um, So to go, like, I'm just going to roll into drink. Is that okay? That's perfect. To go with this movie, we chose a baller lemon drop. For two reasons. Allison pointed out there's a lot of basketball in the movie. So basketball and baller. I <laughs> chose it because I think he, I was mistaken, but I think he, someone tried, called him a baller in there and I don't think they did, but I think he's trying to act like a baller and he's totally not. But really he's e- either walking like he's humping the air, like sometimes like how a dog does or he's yeah. like walking like he's a zombie. It's like that cool guy walk that we've all seen before, and he's really trying to get it, but it's not even close. Hmm. It's a parody. And I don't know, like, I'm sure it was intentional. 
in some parts of the movie, but I'm not sure if it was intentional in all parts of the movie. Because they show it when he first started, and then they show it later on. And I just don't know if it was supposed to be an improvement because he's so bad at it. Did you hear that? Oh, yeah. Great. So, in the drink. She's only been in bed for 50 minutes. 50? Yeah. And it's still happening. Tough love. We're cleaning it up. I told you a couple podcasts ago, we had to clean it up. This is what it takes. (laughs) Um, And the drink is tequila, but good tequila. Um, Simple syrup lemon juice and you have a sugar rum it's very simple and i'm very uh nervous for it because i'm not a tequila person yes we've we've talked about this a lot but you have also said that there are some tequila drinks that you really like i know this this is so bad because instead of clicking now you're swiveling in your chair (laughs) you don't like it like it's making you sick i can only see like half of your face sorry maybe that's better oh my gosh your drink is huge i had ice in it oh okay because mine it's a t it's it's not a tiny but it's a smaller guy yeah it's very small oh you rubbed it good job thanks i did a good job yeah you did all right cheers cheers it's not my favorite I don't mind it right now. I don't know if it's just because it's watered down from the ice, but I, I like the sugar. <laughs> I love the sugar rim. You love a sugar rim. <laughs> Do I can't. It makes any drink at least 10 times better for me. I think I need more ingredients. Like, I don't know. that To me, this could be like a shot. Yeah. How many, do you remember how many ounces of tequila Bernard made my drink? One and a half. Okay. So it, it could be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had a, we had some trouble figuring out a drink for this guy. I'm not going to make excuses for the poor drink. We just, we just couldn't think of anything good. This movie's a fucking disaster. This whole pod's probably going to be a fucking disaster. Oh, that's just not true. Um. <laughs> so give us a summary, please. This Come guy. On, you can do it. <laughs> this guy, who has really no chance to start with, ends up paying for a girl who's really popular to fix her car so he'll she'll pretend to date him for two weeks to make him popular. And that's really it. That's all I got. So I think the basis of this movie is this kid just really makes terrible fucking decisions. Do you think it's compounded by his dad? Oh, for sure. His dad is really awful. Yeah. And... This is jumping ahead a lot, but the problem, terrible decisions, right? Okay. And then 
they tried to redeem these characters in a 20 second speech and it just wasn't enough the movie ended and i was like what that's it (laughs) he's forgiven basically he did nothing to be forgiven except Mm -mm. maybe in his friend's eyes but not in um paris's eyes i will get there like i said i jumped ahead a lot but this is why i think the movie is just it was problematic to begin with but the redeeming redeeming the main characters making bad choices is just not it didn't happen it was like what they did to Daenerys in the last yeah. episode or at last before episode, you know? Yeah. She turned mad queen in one episode. Like he turned good in like 30 seconds. Mm hmm. It was too sudden. I needed more. I needed more too, but it was an hour and 41 minute movie. And what did they do except for, talk about how sexually active all of these teenagers were in that hour and 41 minutes um well I think it went into a lot a lot into like the peer pressure aspect of things and why people feel the need to be popular and want to be popular and how it is for I guess like outcasts in high school, I think it. I one. I hope this was kind of a parody for how bad people get treated. Like they couldn't walk down one hallway. Like what the fuck are you gonna do if one of your classes is down that hallway? That was an unbelievability for me for sure. Because exactly that. Like, do they just have to not take any classes down there? Do what happens if they have to? It was so weird. What happened? Like we got assigned lockers, so. Yeah. If like what happens if you get assigned a locker down there? I guess that's not a thing because all of these friends had their own lockers in their own spaces. But I agree. Everyone had assigned lockers because that's how they knew if you damaged your locker, you needed to pay for shit. Yeah. Or if you were suspended or something like they could get your stuff from that locker. Um. Anyway, so let's hop into unbelievability here. Since you started it, no? Yeah, no, I was just looking at cringe moments. And like I wrote down quotes. So did you have a lot of unbelievability with this movie? Absolutely. Did you? I want to say yes. So do you just want to take turns and like go through them? Because sequentially there's a shit done. Yeah, let's do it. You start. All right. Opening scene. He's a pool boy and on a motorized scooter and he has all of his equipment on the scooter, like three different pools, the net, all the chemicals, buckets, everything's on this fucking scooter. And it's not like a giant scooter. It's still a two wheeled scooter. That's how he's traveling to his pool jobs. Granted, he had like a utility belt, but like you would think you would need <laughs> buckets of chemicals for these you giant. You make him sound like Batman. <laughs> it's a utility belt. Well, he did have a utility belt. I'm not saying it was cool. And that's, there's the crux. He is really, really uncool. I mean, that scooter was really awful. Yeah. And he really enjoys his work. 
And I can, I could see it to a point. That brings me into my next unbelievability. Okay. The dancing while on the job. Thank you. Like I said, I could see it up to a point. You want to shimmy around, you have your headphones on. He's on the diving board acting like Michael Jackson. His moonwalk was really good. Mm-hmm. The scream put me over the edge. That's what did it. Like, I was cool with that until that happened. And I was like, it's too far. Unbelievable. People are watching you. Crazy. Mm-hmm. It's kind of unprofessional, too. I mean, I would assume that people understand he's in high school. He's not charging a lot. So you have to take your expectations down a bit if you want a cheap job from, like, a kid in high school. Yeah. That would be my belief. So, um, my next step. He arrives to one of the pools to clean and there's a ginormous fucking pool party. And he goes, he thinks it's a great idea to go clean the pool. These are people from his school. He decides to clean the pool. And more than that, the mom's like, oh, sure. They're not going to bother me. I can do it. What? Absolutely not. You're going to be too fucking embarrassed to go in there and clean the pool. I thought that... Whenever the pool was serviced, because like a while back we had a pool um, and I thought whenever they put chemicals in it, you couldn't go in it for a certain amount of hours. But no one at the pool party was in the pool. Except for him. Except for him. Yeah. So that was another thing. So... I don't know if this comes with unbelievability, but Christina Milian's Milan Milian Paris Milan. Okay, her outfit was insane. I didn't even notice it because I was too into everything Alvin was doing wrong. Oh, the first time I saw her in her outfit, she was wearing high heels, a pleather mini skirt a bikini top that was white and then this white mesh shirt over it with bell sleeves. She must have loved mesh because she wore it a lot in this movie. There were some wild outfit choices in this movie. (laughs) Wild. I completely agree. Um, Which brings me to my next unbelievability and that is Alvin falling into the pool. He was so deep into his daydream in the middle of a pool party about kissing Paris that he completely forgot where he was located at that moment and fell into the fucking pool in front of all the cool kids. His daydreaming period was insane. Yes. And I get like, you're not cool. You're thinking about if you were cool and like this gorgeous girl, whatever. Dude, you fucking fell into a pool. That's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next one is the nerd boys spying in the hallway unnoticed, but I guess they've proven that they are invisible, but, like, come on. 
you gotta see them. So this is when they see Paris coming, right? Yes, in in school with that another crazy outfit. I was just gonna ask, do you want to comment on the outfit? That outfit was unbelievable to me. That skirt, it was like she just safety pinned the this two sleeves of a shirt together around her waist. That's what it looked like. It wasn't even made into a skirt. It was legit a jersey. It looked awful. Was her, What was her top? It was a wife beater? Or did I make that up? I think you made it up. I remember her stomach showing, like some kind of mid-drift or crop top. I don't think anybody's stomach wasn't ever not showing. Mm-hmm. Because in an inner city high school... There's going to be no dress code. (laughs) They're known for loose rules with that. Yeah, right. More unbelievability. Um, And I don't know if this falls into cringe, but what teenage boy is going to talk about a woman and say she's like a frappuccino with hips? He did say at the end of the movie that he loves a mocha latte with extra foam. He did. Latte's cold, though. Frappuccino or latte's hot. Mm-hmm. Frappuccino's cold. I don't know. Anybody likes a frappuccino. It's just a milkshake with no milk. <laughs> it's the most unhealthy way of getting your caffeine fix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what do you got next? I mean, I guess... I'm going to go next. Hopefully I didn't skip over anything, but Alvin risking his scholarship to pay for Paris's damages and work on it in the course of the weekend. What the fuck was that? A mistake is what it was. And because you had said something about he has no chance. And I was like, man, he does have a chance. So his chance is to get the fuck out and go to college. And he completely fucking blows it. Mm-hmm. Like, you just need to maintain status quo through high school. No one's beating you up. No one's doing anything. Just hang out with your friends. Enjoy your time with them. Go to college and reinvent yourself there if you want. And they're good friends, too. They're solid. They're loyal. They're funny. Yeah. Uh, Steve Harvey was a dick to them, though. Well, his whole shtick about, like, getting action or being cool or, like, being a ladies' man. I don't know however you want to put it. It was too fucking much. Starting with his opening speech, would you like to take that one? Or do you have anything down about it? Was it the condom speech? Mm Mm-mm. It was the have fun because Chinese kids are committing suicide speech. Oh, I put in a note that said this Chinese talk is cringy, but I didn't know why I put that down. I'm not going to lie. I think I blocked like a lot of this movie. So if it's not written down, I may not have it remembered. (laughs) (laughs) I just watched this movie yesterday and Uh, like I don't remember shit. um, Yeah, I did have that 
more as a cringe than an unbelievability. But I just think that his character all in all to me, like seemed really unbelievable. He was always dressed in work clothes. So his dad was obviously a hard worker. And I don't understand. We were trying to point his kid to not be a hard worker. But then at the end, he says he made a mistake and pushed him too far and stuff. Yeah. Did you feel better about him at the end? No. Did you? Okay. No. The dad? No. Yeah. He was an asshole the entire movie except for the last five minutes. Same with like Alvin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like even as a nerd, he wasn't like super nice. <laughs> no. Um, what's your next unbelievability? I guess this kind of ties in with the dress code and it's before the suicide talk, but there was a point where I think it was Yvonne's butt cheeks being out at school. Like her butt cheeks were out of her shorts at school. There's always a length requirement. And it, I mean, regardless, no butt cheeks should be present at school. Mm-hmm. Out of clothes. Again, you you talked about the walk, but the first time we see it is into the science class, right? When he's wearing the real Sean John. And it is so terrible. They ask him if he's hurt himself. I guess he just has no concept of like who he is or his self or like any kind of self-reflection just does not happen. But then that's another part of the movie that's flawed it's like the end there's this big speech about who he is but nothing in the movie has led up to that speech i feel like i feel like it just came out of nowhere Mm. okay i want to make a note to talk about that later i took so many notes One, two, three. I took four pages worth. You have a big notebook. I do, but I write. I write big. It's not like mm, I think it's a lot. You write. You write tiny, and it's single spaced. I started. Are you, are you sticking with your no lines? No, I'm trying to save those for movies that I think are going to be good. <laughs> you came to this movie with prejudgments. I don't this- know why I don't care for Nick Cannon. I was just going to ask, what else has he done? Like, I know he was married to Mariah Carey. Drumline, never seen it. But he was in a lot of Nickelodeon stuff. And I think what, as a kid, I thought he was annoying. I always is liked Dr- Keenan. Is Drumline a rom-com? Probably. Maybe we should. I'm going to write it down so we can check on it. But I think after this one... Maybe this is getting ahead, but I think we should do the original Can't Buy Me Love. Just to- I was going to suggest that, too. Nice. Yeah, because I will say, it, like, one of the facts or somewhere I read that Roger Ebert gave this movie three stars, and he gave the original half a star. Whoa. <laughs> right? So we need to see, like, how bad is that original? 
but it got three or a half a star, and this got three. Out of five, presumably? Mm, I would say four, but I'm not positive. Right? Wow. Your mind is blown right now. Roger Ebert, I just lost major respect, man. Uh, what's your next unbelievability? Um, his dad giving him a box full of condoms. Like, it's it was a legit box full of condoms. Shoe and box. Ex- a shoe box, yeah. But there was at least 200. What did you say? At least. And to go through each one and the different feeling that you would get and their purposes and why you would use them with your teenage son. Inappropriate. Yeah. Inappropriate. Like, okay, have the sex talk. Like, don't get a girl pregnant. Here's some condoms. Be safe. Let me know if you have questions, but to go into that much detail and act like, what did he call it? His hope chest to be called his his hope chest. I think so. Just so weird. Too far. Okay. That was my next. You. Yeah. That was just crazy. Um, The goths at the basketball game. I thought that was hilarious. It was really I, funny how they kept popping up. Uh-huh. But they were like into the basketball game and dancing and cheering. Mm-hmm. And then we saw them again at the beach party when they were like at the beach party, but not at the beach party. Like anyone who wasn't cool was on the outside rim of the beach party and they were dancing there too. It bizarre. Um, the cheerleading outfits were my next unbelievability. I didn't pay attention to any of the real routines. I just noticed how they cut. Yeah, I don't know what I was doing, but I didn't notice any of the routines. There was so much spreading legs and twerking. Really? Like, they weren't, like, booties up twerking, but it was, like, the arms slide down the body to the knees, and they pop open their knees and do, like, a like a shimmy kind of gyrate thing. Yeah. Again, who's in charge? (laughs) Who's in charge here? Apparently Steve Harvey. (laughs) That's gross. I was so pumped to see Steve Harvey too, because I loved him and think like a man. Uh Uh-huh. And then he did this role. Very different. Very also different from Family Feud. Yes. <laughs> I think he's been the best Family Feud host, though. Oh, my God. He's hilarious. I agree with you. His facial expressions are priceless. Yeah. Um, okay. So, a huge one. Oh, I'm sorry. It's your turn. You're up. Uh, mine comes very soon after is when Al gets so upset from having that pizza smashed on his face that he goes outside and climbs a tree. <laughs> Climbing a tree, too. What are you doing? You got so upset you climbed a tree? That's not normal. It's really not. And <laughs> I don't even know how Paris even dealt with that. 
It did laugh at that, though. <laughs> um, I thought that the reason why he climbed a tree was unbelievable. The football, the football player, the basketball player legit left the basketball game to yell at uncool kids for ca- sitting in the cool section. No player is going to do that. I don't even know if that's allowed. Like, what would happen to them? Where are the adults? <laughs> right. His fellow players bring him back. Where's the fucking coach? Like, down there not caring. Yes. It was insane. Bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. Also, bananas was not the only time that that happened. No. And it was always the same guy. He really needs, like, anger management. You know what? It's like your house there. No rules. (laughs) (laughs) But we're very friendly over here. I do. You don't randomly leave your house and yell at people on the sidewalk. No, I don't. Walk here. Uh, no, I don't even yell at people who let their dogs poop in my yard because I don't care for confrontation. Oh, that's rude. Yeah. What's your dog doing? It looks like she's chewing something. So, thank you. She, this is the site of the Parmesan garlic chicken bites that she took from the kitchen up here. Did I tell you about this? She is so weird how she does this. Whenever she takes something off of the counters downstairs, we were gone. This is whenever we were at your house. Like we went out to dinner and we went to your house and we were gone for like six hours. So definitely retaliation. But she took a styrofoam container from downstairs in the kitchen all the way up here, closed. And then whenever she got up here, she opened it. And ate all of the contents and, like, spilled it out. And, like, I think she's still trying to, like, she can still smell it in certain places. But it's just so weird how, like, she takes it upstairs. She doesn't eat it downstairs. It is super talented that she gets it up here still closed with no mess. Or she gets it up the stairs and stuff. She's done it with so many things. She's done it with Oreos. She's done it with an entire pie. She's done it with a bag of um, candy-coated Cadbury eggs, like the 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 chocolate mm-hmm. ones. She decided she didn't like the hard candy coating, though, so there was just like three pounds worth of Cadbury eggs spread around the top <laughs> floor. Well, that's good, though. Yeah, it was. And she's done it with... The one time you found her with the bag of jalapenos... decided she didn't like those either but still got them out of the bag and spread them all around still better than eating them banana peels because she peeled the bananas and ate the banana (laughs) she's really rather impressive really smart but really fucking annoying and now she's chewing a bottle okay sorry you can hear that it's one no, of the, that's a, it's one of her allowed toys. She really likes to get the caps off of bottles. Yeah, it's like a dog thing. A lot of dogs like doing that. I I like to imagine that it cleans her teeth. Like the plastic. <laughs> imagine. Oh, maybe maybe they'll make a pandemic video about that. 
Oh, my dog. So, yeah, she was probably found like a, a hint of smell of Parmesan cheese or garlic or something over there. Okay. That was the scene of the crime. So, going along with your unbelievability of Alvin climbing a tree, it's that Paris left the game to go get him off the tree. Like, these people just have, like, it's fine. Just do whatever you want. Because there's no adults. No I guess. rules. No rules. Like my life. I love how your daughter doesn't trust me because I have no rules. Well, apparently, like, remember they said that they saw the neighbors while we were picking up food yesterday? Yeah. Apparently, like, Bernard said that about you. No rules. Anything goes. And my daughter's new friend went home and told her mom that you sounded really cool. (laughs) It's awesome. I'm so cool. <laughs> yep. Because you have no rules. No rules. Hashtag no rules. I love that. That made my day. I love sounding cool to kids. Sounds weird. To a five-year-old. To a five-year-old. <laughs> Anywho. What's your next unbelievability? Wait, what was... Didn't... didn't isn't it your turn? I said she left the game. Oh, okay. The cheerleader left the okay. game to go comfort Alvin in the tree after the other player left the game. Like this whole series of. Okay. My next unbelievability is a quote from Steve Harvey that said, I want to talk about who you're getting into. Eee. Inappropriate. Yikes. And a cringe. Oh, yeah. It like implies that he's getting off on his kid's sex life and that he's okay with his kid having a sex life. And I'm sure, like, I find that part believable. Like, some parents are going to be like, eh, whatever, you do you. I think it's different with dudes, too. I don't I don't know. Do parents really want to hear about their kids having sex? That's gross. Yeah. So... And then he gave him more condoms for practice. He was like, these are the labelless ones. You you figure out how to use them. And then there was a whole demonstration. Yep. Do you think that when they were making this movie, they were like, oh, well, we'll put some sex ed in here and show like condoms are good. Like, is that how they got around this? Like we're showing that people should use condoms. That's something, actually. That's very interesting. Because you really don't see a whole... Like, that's one thing that you miss in a lot of movies. Like, there's no condom anything. Right. So you just think that they're having sex without any protection, and then that's okay. Raw dog in it. Don't do that, guys. Unless you're married. Even then, do you really want kids? (laughs) I, I don't. That's how that's how I'm going to explain to my kid if she's ready for sex. You know, you're ready for sex when you'd be okay with having a child. Yikes. <laughs> Hopefully that'll give me a couple years. Your next unbelievability. Oh, Paris strumming the guitar with her giant fake nails. Her guitar was also sparkly. 
I didn't notice that, but I find that believable. Okay. I didn't know if they made sparkly guitars like around the edges. It was like sequins. Uh, maybe she bedazzled it. Hmm. I bet yeah, you could. I've seen all sorts of guitars because James yeah. always shows me like Instagram pictures of guitars. The The guitar thing was weird in general. Like I get the point of it. Like you're supposed to see her softer side and she's not just the popular girl. She's sensitive and she doesn't like being popular all that much, blah, blah, blah. But it was like a weird moment that we can talk about. It didn't fit. I feel like this is more chemistry territory. Okay. Okay. Next up for me, it skips a little bit ahead. It goes to the beach party. Mm-hmm. And... Earlier on in the movie, you see Alvin learning to dance from this exercise video. And he goes to the beach party and he broke up with Paris to soon into their relationship, broke up in quotes, for her to teach him how to dance cool. So he starts to dance like the video and it's obviously ridiculous. And all the guys start laughing at him, but then the girls start imitating him because he's just that cool. And then they're all doing this horribly choreographed dance at the beach. And it was something. I loved that workout video, though. That guy was great. I like the guy. He was very motivational. He was. I'd like to get my hands on some old Richard Simmons tapes. You know what? Like, what? what's the guy that does the song, Mark Real... Robay, like the one you showed me, like your new photo. Oh, ri- oh fuck. It's like Ribelet. It's like R I B E L L E T. He's French. Okay. I did have no idea he was French. Yeah, I guess his dad's like f- from France and he's always like commenting about how he needs to like dress better. Um or I, put on clothes. I um followed him on Twitter. Because, like, all of his tweets are, like, really wholesome. It's like... Really? Yeah, it's like, please listen when other people talk. You'll get your turn. Just, like, extend them that courtesy. Like, it's just, hi, you guys can do it this morning. Let's go. Because <laughs> his like songs it. are so dirty. <laughs> um, but he, like, his attitude reminds me of this guy. Because he was like, come on, girls, you can get it. And... I liked it. I liked it too. I liked it. That's so funny that you followed him on Twitter. I can't stop listening to that vaccinated song. I listen to it like every single time I get in the car. Put it on. Pfizer, Moderna, I got that vaccine. (laughs) Are you going to listen to that when you visit our brother? Yes. Yes, I am. It's probably a little too vulgar to put it on in front of the kids, though. Um... I don't know. It's about science. It's fine. I mean, there is a point where he says, suck your clit. Scientifically, (laughs) that's a great way to pleasure a woman. What's next? I guess that's kind of it because I think I just gave up. Oh, do you think... It was believable that Steve Harvey paid for the that new car part. 
No. So when he told the mom, like, grab your purse, we're going to take care of this right now. I thought they were going to the beach to pick up Alvin and embarrass him in front of everyone. And that's how he was going to be unpopular again. And I was really rooting for that part of the story. Like your parents come to this party, pick you up and like drag you home. But instead they went and paid for the part. Like it didn't seem like a good way to teach a lesson. Not at all. But that's my last unbelievability. I um, had a couple more unbelievabilities. One, it really, the lack of continuity as he's walking on the beach, he's walking in the ocean with one sock on, one sock off. And then when he's at the bus stop, he has both socks on. So that really bothered me. (laughs) Maybe it dried. (laughs) Maybe he was walking around so long that it dried. But where was it? In his pocket? Stuffed inside of a shoe? Like, where was that sock? I thought you saw the sock hanging down from something. Oh, okay. Well, that would make me feel better. As long as he has it somewhere. You and your continuity issues. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, again, going back to that guy stopping the game. I also... This is, like, a bigger one. I saved... For the whole thing. Why is Drew so concerned with maintaining his relationship with Paris while he's in the NBA getting famous? Like I didn't understand that whole let's keep my high school sweetheart, but sleep around. Just break up. So I think it was just like some kind of security. Either that or some kind of control. Which maybe go beyond the scope of this movie. (laughs) (laughs) But that that to me, like, I didn't, like, that was one of my problems with this movie. And I think that... Just one of them. Just one of them. Yeah, just one of them. But I think it's timely and it makes sense. But, like, the the double standard for the the boys and the girls like it was okay for drew to go out and sleep around and have these side pieces out on the road but and then come back to paris for the relationship but it was not okay for paris to have like a relationship where she didn't sleep with a guy she just hung out with him and like went on dates and he was leaving her and embarrassing her over that like that double standard bothered me It really bothered me that Al wouldn't come clean either. Like he was a dirtbag. Completely. Um, Do you want to do new drinks before we go into obstacles? Yeah, I've been out of this for a while. It seriously gone in three sips, but thank goodness, because I don't care for it. It's too strong. (laughs) Okay, I'll see you back here in a couple. All right. Did you make any adjustments to your drink at all? No. How about you? I did. Well, I did not. However, I did put a shit ton of sugar on my rim. Do you <laughs> see how far that bitch is sticking out? That's crazy. I The only adjustment that I brought is a glass of rosé. <laughs> a chaser. Yeah. 
It's really mm-hmm. good. It's called Coco Marrow. It has like slight hint of watermelon. Obstacles to these two, Paris and Alvin being together. I think we all know what the answer is. Social standing. I was going to say he's a terrible fucking person. Oh, yeah. That too. Like, he is awful. I cannot stress enough for you how much I hated his fucking character. He's a terrible human being. The way he acts to his parents really bothered me. Whenever he got cool, bunny ears cool. And they just were looking at him like, what the fuck? And I didn't like his little sister at first. I thought she was very like Kitty from To All the Boys. But then I was totally on her side. I put douchebag sibling, but then I changed it. <laughs> because it was really Alvin who was the douchebag sibling. Yeah. She did spy um, yeah. on him a lot, though. Yeah. Is that normal? I don't think I spied on you. I just inserted myself into your friend group inappropriately. (laughs) (laughs) Spying wasn't enough for me. I needed to be in it. That's right. No, it it all worked out, though. Here we are. Famous from our podcast. That's right. Famous. (laughs) Right. If you follow, please write us. A review on Apple iTunes. We'll send you a shark. They're really nice. They are. They're comfy, please. They're actually like kind of expensive, too, which is why we charge $30 for them. (laughs) Unless you write us a review on Apple iTunes, and then you get them for free. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Do it. Yeah, I really think that's the only obstacle. Well, like social status and the fact that Alvin's a total dick. Yeah, so I, I mean, it's supposed to be social status. That's supposed to be the only one. I just put the other one in because I feel like he has no redeeming qualities whatsoever. He's smart, I guess. But I just think that means he can manipulate people better. Yeah, for not being popular, he like learned really fast with like these women and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they all went for it. Except for Paris. Although, I mean, I guess she kind of did. I just, I, can we go into chemistry? Please. I thought it was super lacking because I just didn't think that there was any reason for her to be so jealous of him. Or jealous over what he was doing. Because she was. And I mean, I guess he was a little bit too, but... Like, she was just so clearly upset. So, I think when he was uncool, he was the only person to pay attention to her as a person. And then he would 180 when he was around other people. So, that was really hard for her to handle or, like, to negotiate. But I also feel like she just really liked toxic men. And so, she gravitated towards guys who were gonna one like treat her bad and two I had one but I forget what it was (laughs) I uh 
I, I, at one point I wrote down, does Alvin even like Paris besides looks at this point? Mm-hmm. Because well, I, but that, that's what it always was about though. It was about her popularity. It was about how she looked. So whenever they kissed at the end, I was like, what the fuck is happening? Why? Because he didn't deserve it. Like nothing was resolved between them. Do you, it just didn't fit for me. Mm. See, I thought that it made sense because I think just because it was what was expected. Where were where were we? Uh, chemistry not deserving the kiss at the end. Oh, I wanted to ask you. Were you surprised that the credits rolled after the kiss? Because I was. It ended very abruptly. Although, you know what? I have to say, it was kind of like akin to She's All That. That ended right after their kiss. No, it didn't. They graduated. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it was only maybe like two minutes more, but it the end of the school year was over, so... That would have been like a cool thing to see for this movie, though. Their graduation. I think that would have been a little bit more satisfying just to maybe like do an end cap where they do like those cheesy so and so graduated and went to blah, blah, blah. Because she talked about our plans to go to Mm. San Francisco. So did she follow through with those plans? I don't know. Like, did Alvin win that competition? even though we all hope he didn't, I think. He was, there was one part where he was actually like where I liked him and it was at that party whenever he helped that guy fix the car and got points from that because that was him being himself and standing up for himself and being like a, like a cool guy. Mm -hmm. But then after that, it just all went downhill. Like it went to it. I, he completely flipped somewhere in the movie. Bless you. Thank you. There was, I think it was at the beach party. She's talking to him about the one girl being cheap and like easy. Mm -hmm. And he said, Oh, well I won't have to pay $1,500 for her. Well, first of all, you didn't have sex with Paris. Or do anything sexual. So let's not act like she is a sex worker. Two, you offered her that money. She did not ask you for it. He should have been angry with himself. I don't understand why he got angry at Paris when he's the one that offered the deal. And that's really like, that's where his irredeemable started with me. He acted like she was completely in the wrong and he did nothing wrong. That's why I was pissed at how it ended. Like, he stood up for his friends. He made one minor attempt to apologize to her at her house. That was it. And it was a bullshit apology. It was. Was that before the beach party? Yeah. Yeah. And at the beach party, what sealed the deal for me was him using her song lyrics to try to boo that girl. Awful. That was bullshit and then I was like I'm done with this guy I was like I thought he started really turning after the makeover scene Mm -hmm. 
he got super into himself, but I did love a makeover scene. It's great. That unibrow, it was so great to see it gone. <laughs> I do love a makeover scene. But no and no makeover scene apart from this movie have we seen the person who's made over become an asshole. They're still who they are. He completely changed. Even Julia Roberts and Pretty Woman still stayed who she was. That's right. So that really bothered me. I also think Roger Ebert is a misogynist. Why do you say that? Because I think he likes women a lot. That doesn't make him a misogynist. That just makes him like women a lot. Well, that's probably why he gave this movie a three stars, because there were just so many scantily clad women. Oh, okay. Do you that I thought it was crazy how Yvonne like basically assaulted him in the car and just like pulled her sh- like her dress down. Like the boobs just came out and I was like, "Whoa." Those boobs were already pretty out there. That dress was scandalous. It was. I did really like her blue hair though. Mhm. Um I I don't know, chemistry the only time they really showed good chemistry to me was when he found her with the guitar. I hated that scene. I hated their weird little duet. I will say that. But I liked the date they went on after. Mm-hmm. Except for when she is trying to like insinuate that she once kissed and he's like, oh, we'll break up tomorrow. Oh, I forgot about that. See, I blocked this movie. I'm like, dude, you're supposed to be super smart. How did you miss this? Yeah, I I just really didn't like this movie. I'm done with chemistry. I mean, I think that we saw more of character evolution out of Paris than we saw out of Alvin. I think that's what it boils down to. Do you think Christina Milian? Damn it. Milan is just a better actor. It's possible. I really enjoyed her in Falling in Love. But see, now I'm thinking she still went after a guy who treated her like shit. So did she really evolve? So that's where I am at right now. Maybe she didn't evolve. Yeah, I don't don't know. Okay. It's It's just an unsatisfying movie for me. And the more that I talk about it, the more I'm like, no. I really, I really liked, I'm going to shift the chemistry from Alvin and Paris to the friends. Okay. Because I really loved his friends. And I'm not saying I loved him with his friends. I just really loved his friends. I think they had great chemistry together. I loved their choreographed dance to get yes. into that one car. That was amazing. It was great. I loved how they choreographed excommunicating him from the clubhouse. That was awesome. And I like how they held each other accountable because they did. Like, even though, like, Cal-, Cal was really, like, the leader, I think. Cal Penn. Mm, okay. Yeah. Because they kept trying to rein Keenan in when he was trying to be cool all the time. They're like, no. And they would, like, pull him back. But I just think they were a really solid friend group and they deserve better than Alvin. Yeah, they go off to college and never talk to him again. 
It's not enough to give them the car engine. They need more. They deserve more. They do. They deserve a friend who shows up. That's right. Who will sit in the cool part of the bleachers and receive the beatdown with them. Not someone who hides in the back. I did like how Keenan was going to kick the shit out of that guy. I love that. I think him and the mom are my favorite characters of this movie. Yeah. I love the mom. I loved her style. And I loved how she turned into like a sex kitten at one point. Even though I think she could do better than Steve Harvey. But it still cracked me up. I found it actually very believable that they had the chairs with the plastic on them still. (laughs) That was really funny. And how sweaty his butt was whenever he got up off the couch. That was really funny too. (laughs) Um, so we go with chemistry? Yeah. Okay. Moment they fall in love. They didn't. I agree with you. I don't think they were in love. I, like, struggle with even saying they like each other. I agree. Because I don't think that... I don't think he treated her with respect at all. And that's huge. I was just... But then at the same time... Did she do that to herself? Because at one point he brings her flowers and and she tells him not to. He said, you're being too nice. Being too nice makes you look desperate and weak. It was ridiculous. I wrote, I wrote that down too. Yep. So did she create like a Frankenstein? Great point. She told him all the ways to act and he took it and ran with it. And it created someone that she didn't like anymore. Wow, that's great. Completely agree. Thanks. Mm-hmm. We took this rom-com and we really made it like a philosophy lesson. It did get deep. <laughs> Popularity is a job. It's not a privilege. Oh, my God. Blah. Whoa. Whoa. Getting deep. Okay. Um, so do they stay together? Absolutely not. I don't even know if they'll stay together to graduation. It was like a month out. Yeah, I'd say like two dates. That's it. I don't know. I think she'll grovel. She needs self-respect. I hope she does move to San Francisco. Yeah, me too. All the women in here needed more self-esteem. You guys are beautiful women. You don't need men. And none of these men in here like really stood out as good looking either. Yeah, I'll go with that. Um, Cal Penn. That was the only one who I thought was good looking. Sorry, Keenan. I was going to say the same thing, so it's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was I? Oh, shit. Um, At one point, I just wrote down jugs everywhere. There are so many boobies in this. It's like what? Did mom ever tell you? Mom would always tell me, I don't need a man to validate me. Mm, She always told me that too. Yeah. So ladies, you don't need a man to validate you. It's a lesson I learned too late. (laughs) Something you have to learn on your own. You can't be told. I went with it. Good for you. Thanks. 
I was just too socially awkward to meet any guy, so it was fine. <laughs> Iconic scene. You're going to hate this. I'm going to go Alvin in the tree with her yelling up to him. Really? No. <laughs> I mean, if that's your iconic scene, that's your iconic scene. It's fine. I'm no, it's not. I'm probably going with him walking into the school after his transformation. Or was it the party? See, I don't even remember. Well, that's your iconic scene. Done. Let's talk about I, all the cringes. I wanted it to be my iconic scene, but you made me feel bad about it. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. You don't need your sister to validate you. <laughs> You're the one person who does. <laughs> uh, I mean, cringes. Where do you start? In chronological order. Um, I know we've touched on some. Yeah, we did. Like I would I would go by people. The dad. The dad was completely cringy. Like what he considered important and the values he laid out for his son were completely skewed. And then he had to reel back at the end and act like he didn't mean them. Yeah, bad bad parenting. Um, I thought the one friend was really cringy because I think the guy who shouted out, shouted at everybody during the basketball games was also the person who was like calling him like a homo and saying like, what is this? The gay surrender. And then he at one point said, are you really rolling with that retard? Like, Uh, I was going to say, was that the guy who also said retard? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I agree. Like there were some bad like slurs here that just again didn't age well. Um, the basic treatment of women in this movie very cringy. Just treated as like boobs and as objects instead of as people. At one point, Alvin like slipped up with his words. Whenever Paris said "no booty looking," he said "no booty licking." That was mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. And the girls being okay with it was also cringy to me. Like they kind of just took their turns waiting in line for a guy and they would put each other down to get him instead of rising above that and being like, fuck you, dude, we don't need you, which they didn't. So that was huge to me. Drew himself was just a big cringe. Ooh. Al spraying the breath mint, the breath spray in his eyes and grabbing the mom's boobs just full on. And the mom just like going with it. If some guy did that to me and then wanted to talk to I'd be like, no. And you're done. Try again later. Like, this is not happening. Trying, Try again never. <laughs> yeah. 
I'd be like, this kid just touched my boobs. And hopefully I raised my daughter right enough for her to be like, that's disgusting. I cannot go out with him again. Or ever. Yeah, this movie sucked. I'm just going to say it. I I hated it. Martini stars. Martini drinks. Martinis. I give it like a two. I'm sorry if we weren't there yet. We weren't, but I'm going to go with a three. No, I'm going to go for a two and a half for it. Did my face change your opinion? (laughs) I know. (laughs) No, three was too high. I'm going to go for a two and a half out of five. I think it's a sign of the times. So people really want to see where like early 2000s were fashion wise music wise i think this is where it is i liked the music yeah i love the empty dance and i i did laugh out loud a couple times i'll say it i did but i agree with you i was not a big fan of nick cannon it's one of those movies where you really don't like any of the characters so as a rom-com it made it really hard to enjoy yeah. Yep. Um, I, the romance was nothing special. Like the the story between the two people who were love interests, it, it, nothing really happened. It turns into a girl chasing after a guy that treats her like shit. Mm-hmm. And no one wants that. Nope. Or no one should want that. If you do want that, you're better than that. You don't need a man to validate you. Or That's a woman. Right. Or anybody. You don't Just need... You do, you do you. You accept you and do what you have to do to accept yourself. Because you're amazing. That's right. Um, I just got a write-in. What do you mean? Uh, remember how we were talking about those arrow gardens? Yes. So a listener named Tina said that she loves hers very much and the plants last for a long time and when they die you just buy a new pod to replace them so i guess you have to get special pods Mm. and i remember you texting me and you said that you found one for 150 dollars, or maybe you said that last podcast i'm not sure it's okay but I also saw like there's larger ones that you can grow tomatoes on and stuff, and those are like five hundred dollars. Fuck tomatoes. That's harsh. You could feed them to Agnes <laughs> and Bertha. Who's Bertha? Does it have another deer name? I thought you had two deer that you named. I don't remember. Maybe okay. it's the possum <laughs> or the raccoon. Right. So it depends on what you want to grow, guys. I I mean, I would love to be able to grow cucumbers. I think you could grow cucumbers on your deck. Probably. I'm going to look into it tomorrow whenever I go to Home Depot. Again, James is going to be so thrilled. I told him his reaction whenever I told him I wanted one of those for my birthday was priceless. I showed him a picture and I said, I want this for my birthday. He looked at it and goes, what? <laughs> Except it was like a longer, what? <laughs> what the hell is that? Why do you want that? <laughs> do you need a reason? It's your birthday. That's right. 
That's right. Um, I do have a couple final thoughts. Great, because I don't. One, how could you not? Hello, Rufio from Hook was in this movie. Huh? Did you ever watch Hook? Oh, no. I thought you meant the Hook from The Descendants. No. You've <laughs> never watched the movie Hook. No, I know. <gasps> it's really disappointing. I know. It is so disappointing. Oh, my God. I cannot believe you right now. This is worse than The Sound of Music. It is. Just trust me. It is. Sorry. You've not seen Hook with Robin Williams. I know what you're talking about, and Dustin Hoffman. No. Yes. It. This is horrible. It's a great movie. And Julia Roberts. Oh, yeah. She's Tinkerbell. Yeah. Okay. So in Hook, there's a lost boy named Rufio in it, is and he th- he's in this movie. Is he the one with the mohawk that's different colors? Yeah. Who is and he? He was the guy at the performance doing the spoken word. Oh, I actually thought that was really good, too. I did, too. Okay. And he is really hot, and I really like him. I saw him once, and I saw every time I see Hook, so I really like Hook. But yeah, so Rufio was in that. Um, let me see. I also have to mention the butt squeeze and the ending kiss. It made me really uncomfortable. I hated it. It just played into those gender roles that I did not like throughout the entire movie. It made me very uncomfortable, and I hated how she, like, giggled at it. Standards. Standards, Christina Milan. Have them. You really moved up and falling in love. Way to go. Um... I also like want to go back to where did his knowledge of self come from? Because I really agree with you. Like you talked about in the end, he showed like this 10 seconds of like self-realization. Like, yes, I've been an asshole. When did he come up with that? Like during his dad's 10 second talk, his ride for the bus at the end. Cause that's not true. Like self-reflection that was just feeling sorry for yourself movie has a lot of flaws um i know he gave the engine away to his friends does that do anything to redeem him so actually i was a little confused by that did he give it away after he used it for his scholarship project or instead of getting the scholarship he gave it away he gave it away to them saying i will need this for my scholarship and then it's yours again Okay, that's what I thought happened, which it's not a sacrifice, so. Okay, so not redeemable still. No. Okay. What do you think? No, I think he's completely irredeemable. I think he's a huge, ginormous, gaping asshole and that he deserves no friends and no girls unless he does some major character growth that we do not see in this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a shitty movie. I will never watch this again. Even the outfits weren't like great to look forward to. Like sometimes these 90s 
outfits and every they're like you know late 90s early thousands outfits are like oh my gosh like i love this movie like you know some sex in the city episodes are still really like are really cringy to watch these days but you watch it for the fashion like there this wasn't one of those times no i will like i like some of the hats that i saw i thought they were cute like i'm just looking through this when she's playing the guitar he says get dressed why no more questions get dressed and she does she just takes orders that's not how this should work guys so yeah um i have one last announcement i did the instagram poll about the clovers versus oh did you i did and i think you're gonna be really um disappointed because so i said i was gonna do the poll of whose dance at the end of bring it on or whose choreography whose routine was better at the end of bring it on toros or the clovers and it won by a lot for the toros Wow, that is shocking. Mm -hmm. I do not agree with that at all. Yeah. So I was actually shocked that our niece, May, voted for the Clovers. Well, the Clovers should win that because they were definitely more athletic. I don't know. You know, you know what I said. But yeah, a lot of people voted Taurus. Yeah. Oh. There it is. Don't like it. Don't agree with it. I don't agree with you. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um okay. So please rate, review, follow us on iTunes, rate review, get a cool shirt. Because that offer is not going to last forever. True. Um, I guess our next movie is going to be Can't Buy Love. Can't Buy Me Love. I think it's Can't Buy Me Love. Like the Beatles song. Okay. To see how it compares with this movie. Instagram at Toasty Romcom to check out all of our drinks. Um, Twitter at atostromcoms. Apparently, follow Mark Ribelay. 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 Yeah, follow him. Be positive. Get some uplifting tweets. Make your day positive. Because you're amazing. Yep, especially you women out there, guys. Fuck you, women. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> we we like you too, guys. Just not in this movie. Don't be a Nick Cannon in this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Be a Cal Penn in this movie. Yeah. He was the only good guy. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought about it, and I, I even thought about the other friends, and I was like, no, no, this guy's mm-hmm. the only one. Um, And that's it, right? That's it. All right. So until next time, watch it drink up and cheers, cheers.